what they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I am your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. Joining me as always, he can come fix your Wi-Fi router, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, good job. I just got to say, great job getting us back online. I can see you. You're very handsome. Your light's a little reddish and orange, though. Or is that a great tan? It is a great tan. I'm actually a little disappointed. That is not what you had. That was not the introduction, Eddie, I was going to get in the rundown. Hey, man, I audibleize. Unbelievable. I, I improvise. I am a man of many skills and talents. Well, I, I am tan. So, Eddie, it's, well, first off, it's great to see you. It is great to talk fights. Guys, we are here. It's Fight Night ATX. You can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me at Nonstop MMA. Eddie, you can find him at, uh, at uh, Eddie Experience. Solamente right. un e in la media. Eddie, I was out last week. I was out there speaking <laughs> Spanish all last week. I was in Mexico in Cancun. It was a great time. Did the, uh, did the locals take to you like you think they did, or is that just all in your head? Oh, they, they took to me. They, they loved it. They loved just out here, just me speaking El Spanish. Oh, speak Spanish? No, you know. I, uh, and actually, Eddie, I had to come home, and I had to give a talk in church this week. And I had to give a talk, a 15-minute talk in Spanish at no, church. I did. Uh, all the way through, a full Spanish talk. <laughs> so it was, it was good that I went to Mexico. It was good that I was able to practice. But yeah, I gave a 15-minute talk uh, in uh, in Spanish this week. But no, I, I had a great time. We, we went with my wife and a couple of other friends, uh, Ryan Brandlin and Melissa and Q. Great time in, in Cancun. Did you meet any uh, new strangers, uh, make any new friends at the resort like you did last year? You know what? We really... Who was that guy that wouldn't stop talking to you? Uh, that was COVID Dave. Uh, uh, no, and that was, I don't actually don't know if, if it was uh, COVID Dave is his name. I think his actual name was Dave and I don't, he did actually didn't give me COVID, which is great because I would have had to stay in Mexico for two weeks by myself. But, yes. uh, and I think I sent you the picture of the moment that he tried to give me COVID. Uh, yes. he was drunk, like coughing on me. And I was like, oh, this is, this is the way I'm going out. Uh, and so it is, uh, but I, I'm back. It, we actually didn't make a lot of friends. It was just a, it's just an enjoyable time together. Well, that's good, man. That's great to have. Uh, I myself am excited and hurt all at the same time because for some reason, I guess just because I'm old, I hurt myself doing nothing but riding a stationary bike. Oh, You, you know are, where your pectineus you muscle is? Do you know where your pectineus muscle is? I don't even know if you're allowed to say that on the air, Eddie. Yeah, well, FCC, you got to catch me. I mean, is it your pectineus? Is that what the, that is? Yeah, it's, kinda, yeah, it's right towards the uh, top of your thigh. Okay. Hello. J- just below your hip bone. Okay. And somehow I strained it on a uh, an recombinant bike. And yeah, every now and then I'm just walking around and it just catches. And my leg doesn't want to move. And I nearly fall on my face. So that's fun. But on the other hand, Jordan, my Bears have the number one pick in the NFL draft. And I'm very excited. So, so what do they do? Bastante right? If excited. you want, if they have the number one pick. I was trying to actually, I went to the, uh, I don't think I showed you this yet. I went to the Warriors versus the uh, Spurs game. I was part of history. I don't know if you know this, Eddie. Uh, I do know uh, that. I was part of history last week. And uh, I, I did you see my, see my my picture with Jordan Poole? 
uh, you don't know that I uh, screenshotted that picture and put it on our story. Okay. Well, good. So I uh, ended up on the court at the end of the game. Of course you did. Uh, like a minute away from, uh, like, like literally like a foot away from Steph. Uh, it was funny. My son, who was trying to like, I, so I took my son and, and five of his friends. So seven of us went down to oh, San Antonio. So, yeah. So like six, 13 and 14-year-old boys. And Wait, me, what were you driving? I drove our, 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 our car. We have, we have an SUV. And so okay, I took your, so, so your wife's car, yes. not your truck, uh, not my truck. Okay. I took seven people down. I was safe, obviously, and we went to the end. But I spent. I don't know. But I, I literally I rode with you to San Antonio. Uh, it's I, scary. I, there, there was one time I only I only went offline <laughs> one time onto the grass and back. Uh, that was to get back on the freeway. Uh, but I assume I, their uh, parents don't listen to this. I hope not. It was at the Alamo Dome, and uh, we were part of history. But they were all like, "Hey, we're gonna go run over to the tunnel and see if we can get near where they're gonna be." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, go ahead. That's whatever." And uh, yeah. they ended up going to the tunnel. I ended up walking to the court and just sitting on the court and uh, sitting front row for the last few minutes. And then they uh, then, you know, being right next to everybody on, on the way Wait, in so. just sitting front row the last few minutes like someone left their chair. Oh, I mean, there was a and the, usher, the ushers just let you sit there. There was like no ushers anywhere. Eddie. it was like crazy. What? So like I sat like I stood in an aisle for probably, you know, a quarter and a half. With no, with no security ever walking up to me and be like, hey, sir, you got to get out of the aisle. What's I didn't see a security guard ever. It was crazy. I used to work at the Irwin Center as an usher and security guard. Yeah. And this is unfathomable. It was. It, and it's nothing like Spurs games at the AT&T Center. They're like super crazy and like super fast. Yeah. To get you. At the Alamo Dome, I mean, maybe they just weren't like ready for 68,000 people uh, because they didn't have the ushers. I mean, I literally sat in an aisle right at midcourt for probably a good 20 minutes. Just posted my arm up there and I just sat there. So. Wow. It was, uh, it was a lot of people, but it, it was good. Anyways, I, what I was telling you is I was driving with someone, one of the boys. We actually mm-hmm. dissected what are the Bears going to do? Because obviously the Bears, they don't need a quarterback, so they're not going to take Bryce Young. They're not going to take C.J. Stroud. Now, right. do they need uh, – is it one of those defensive linemen? Is that who they kind of – Will and- is Will Anderson? I think he's the guy. No. Will Anderson is so overrated. I, if you watch the Texas versus Alabama game, you saw him get handled by a true freshman. Okay, I'm not excited about Will Anderson at all. They need to trade down to someone like the Seahawks or the Eagles that have two number one picks, get an offensive lineman and a receiver, and then something for next year. What if they did trade it down to the Lions? And I think they could get like the sixth and the 18th pick, and they could, could pick up. That. What if they could B. John Robinson? And they, because you don't have a running back. You guys don't. Um, David Montgomery's not good. And you could pick who's the, uh, who's the right receiver from TCU? Quentin Johnson. Maybe you get him. Get them both. Look, first off, they need offensive linemen to keep Justin Fields sure. upright. Secondly, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are very uh, usable. They are good enough. Do you want usable Thirdly, or do you want B. John Robinson? Thirdly, they need a wide receiver for Justin Fields to throw to. Yeah. Justin Fields by himself will make any other running back look good because the defense has to have someone else pay attention to him. So they don't have to have Bijan. Also, I don't want Bijan going to a team that bad. <laughs> Well, I thought it'd be fun. I thought you'd be excited about it. And oh, no, they you know. suck too bad, man. I no, he can't do that to him. He needs to get picked up by like the Eagles or the Niners or someone further down where he's not going to have to carry the whole team by himself. Well, I was hoping. I was trying to make it happen, and I, I was I was trying to to speak it into existence for you. So man, we ruined Cedric Benson like that. The Saints ruined Ricky Williams like that. Let's not have that happen. All right, uh, Eddie. I will but thank say. You. I built a, a ch- I'm, well, I'm in the process of building a chicken coop uh, at the house. Yeah, we're, we're having chickens. And uh, because, you know, the price of eggs is expensive. I don't know if you know this, Eddie. 
eggs are getting expensive. And, and when you have a family I, of five in the house, it gets uh, it gets a little rough. Oh. I, I don't eat eggs. I hate eggs. I prefer my chickens full grown before they kill them. Um, but I've, I've heard I've seen memes. They get, they get and a little, I'll, they get I'll find that one like uh, people with a with a chickens these days like dressed up as a uh, like medieval royalty. Well, I uh, well, That'll so we're in the process of it. I'm, I've been I've been working on it. And, and one of these days, Eddie, we'll have chickens. I want video of your wife pulling eggs out, of, out from underneath the chicken. That's actually not how it works. Uh, but, uh, you got a lot to learn. I mean, Eddie about, uh, about that's what I want to yeah, see. That's, that's, I want to see your wife going into the coop, sticking her hand underneath the chicken, pull out an egg. That's never going to happen, but, uh, <laughs> tell her I said so. See what she says. So Eddie, let's get into it. In the meantime, as I'm out okay. there building a chicken coop, I'm starting to get ping, 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 ping on my, on my phone about rumors. Now there was a fight, Sean Strickland. Mm-hmm. Nasruddin Imavov, that fight happened, but that's not what we're going to talk about. That wasn't the biggest news of the weekend. We'll get there, but not even close. But not even close. Things got gone up and got shaken up. Things got crazy. We no longer gone. have a UFC heavyweight champion. We no longer have a UFC light heavyweight champion. We already knew that, but now yeah. the two, you know, the two best divisions, not not like just the most exciting divisions of just like two the biggest, the divisions. two biggest divisions, they don't have champions. Francis Ngannou no. is a free agent. The UFC heavyweight title is vacant. So first what we saw was that midday, the T-Mobile Arena. The T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, they put up an ad that showed John Jones versus Cyril Gunn for the UFC undisputed heavyweight title. At that point, you're like, wait, that's weird. And then they took it down quickly. But there was video. There was pictures. It got out there. <laughs> And then you started to hear, I think John Someone Jones put purpose. a video out with, uh, with Henry Cejudo that, that he was fighting for that title. But after the fight, end of the night, Dana White, in front of the, uh, the media, he addresses it and he announces, hey, uh, Francis Ngannou, no longer with the UFC, he stripped. They could not get to a deal. They've been working towards something, but they couldn't do it. So let's, right. let's just pause there, Eddie. I want your take. Francis Ngannou, how do you feel about Francis Ngannou being a free agent? Well, I think it's great, especially just for him, but then also just for fighters to see that there's something else you can do besides just bowing down to Dana. And you know how Dana always goes off on his, let's say, half-truths about the fighters? He comes out and says, you know, they tried their best, but Francis wants to fight lesser opponents for more money. Um, First off, who wouldn't? Secondly, they're all lesser opponents. He's the UFC heavyweight champion. Okay, Who is his equal? Maybe John Jones, we don't know. Don't but know we yet. know the next guy. We know the next guy in line, the guy that you have fighting for your title next is the guy that he beat with one freaking leg. So uh, lesser opponents, that's all of them. He actually wants to go to a different sport and fight the best, maybe the best ever, for a huge amount of money, and I hope he gets to do it. Yeah, Tyson Fury. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I I I knew what you mean actually. Uh, I get it, right? And so, you know, I, for, I think that's the first thing. I think Dana, you mentioned half truths. He doesn't do him any favors on his way out, right? No. He's definitely like, hey, this is uh, not, you know, he wants to kick him while he's down. There's never a future endeavors, you know? There could be. There could be. I, I, I would not end this for Francis Ngannou. I think there's probably some no, no, he just, to come back. UFC but. just never wishes anyone Oh, yes, well like the WWE endeavors. does. Yes, the WWE right. is very good at that. Of, But usually they're firing people. Uh, so, exactly. Uh, so, 
Dana, he says, look, he didn't want to fight less components that they tried to come to a deal with. The second thing they said is that he would have been the highest paid heavyweight there is. Now, okay, those words matter. Those words matter. And those words may be true. You can't, I mean, I don't know um, if it's right. Francis, obviously, he spoke with Ariel Hawani on Tuesday. And he said, you know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He does not, he's not looking at the purses of every single fighter ever. Right. But Dana said that they offered him Brock Lesnar money, that they would have made him the second highest, or excuse me, the highest paid heavyweight of all time. Okay. Probably not Conor McGregor money. So nowhere near Conor. And, and nor should he be. Let's just, let's be honest. Like, you could be the biggest man on the planet. You don't bring the amount of pay-per-views that Conor does. You're not the True. most popular. So I think it's fair to say that, hey, you're not going to get paid as Conor, which you is fine. Is he anywhere near GSP money? Yeah, I, oh, I, I think so. So I think Brock okay. said, so Ariel on, Mon- on Tuesday it was, he told, uh, he said that he had heard that Brock made $8 million for UFC 200. Okay, I think that was a two and a half guaranteed, and the rest on pay per view. It could have been like two and a half is what the uh, well, commission knew, and but yeah. whatever it is at the end of the day, eight million dollars. And Francis confirmed that the number for the Jones fight would have been right around there. He didn't say okay. yes, it was eight million. So he said that it wasn't more just about the money, right? Now, now, granted, I think you know, I think you were going to bring this up, but that was a while ago. And and things have changed. Like people, you know, eight million today is not the same as eight million a few years ago. Yeah, twenty sixteen. That's when UFC two hundred was twenty sixteen, and it's hard to get it wrapped around my head, wrap my head around it. That twenty sixteen was that long ago. It feels like it was right around the corner. Yeah, that was, that was six years, man. I was there. I was at that fight. That's right. You didn't have gray hair back then. I didn't. I do. I definitely do now. Uh, but yeah. this is kind of what's interesting, right? So Francis, he said that, you know, it was the other things. And, and I, I saw a quote from him where he said that, look, I asked for a few things. And I thought that, you know, at least give me a couple of them. Give me one or two of them. I would have appreciated that. But they, didn't, they wouldn't budge on any of the things. And this is, And he's like, it was more than the money. The money was fine, mm-hmm. but it was more than the money. It was these other things that he wanted. And so the things that he said he asked for was... Uh, in cage sponsorship. So he wanted sponsorships back. And this is not just things that he asked for him. This is for everybody. So sponsorships back. Right. The second thing that he asked for was health insurance for all the fighters. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing was that, you know, a fighter rep in board meetings. Now, the first two, Eddie, those are pie in the sky. Those are not happening. And, and that's not even realistic to think that Francis is going to get that to change because that's this, well, the business practice of the UFC. Well, the in case sponsorship is uh, – that one could have been possible because, you know, now they have like certain fighters get to put a sponsor on their shorts. So if you're saying, hey, and we've talked about this before, let every fighter be able to find one sponsor at least to put on their shorts. Just put one big logo right there in that space. Everyone can do it. It would be huge for them. You know, it wouldn't cost the UFC a dime. Oh, I mean, so, do I think it's a – I mean, let's, let's, let's not compare these two things, right? Like you right. and I both agree – that letting them have a sponsorship in the cage and getting them health insurance, those are oh, good no. ideas. We, we, we are supportive. Yet. But, yeah. we, but I think you and I agree that both of those are good things. I just think they're not, the UFC is not going to yeah. change their business practices. While it doesn't cost them any money, they get to control. You know, they, they're taking a big, huge check, right, of those sponsorships. Right. And so, I mean, that they're going to lose that. I, I just think those are pie-in-the-sky mm-hmm. requests. Yeah, now, like I said, the, uh, the sponsorship on the tights, 
that one's possible. And they could have made some money off of that because, like you said, they take a chunk out of it. At least they used to. The health insurance, oh, that was never going to happen. That was a non-starter from the beginning. Non-starter from the beginning. That's a... Yeah, okay. That's redundant. Yeah. But it, you know it, what I mean? It's not happening, right? Now... Yeah, that, that would cost the UFC so much. A fighter I mean, rep... Yeah, I agree. A fighter rep yeah. in the board meetings. Now, I don't see... I, I think that would be valuable, and I don't think that would be a huge ask. The only question is that means, like, representation, and does that signify a union, and does that signify something as, like, independent contract? And that would be the only reason that I would feel like, hey, maybe the UFC would say no to that. Because that doesn't seem right. like a huge ask to have, hey, just have a fighter rep in the board meeting that can, you know, but that kind of makes me feel like collective bargaining, and that's where maybe that's an issue. Yeah, and because if it was just about voting on things, he'd easily be outvoted, and it wouldn't be a big deal. But yeah, now it gets into the, uh, the lawsuit and the collective bargaining and the unions, and you're right, it is sticky now. So he said he wanted a three-fight contract, and then, you know, then he said he would leave again. Like, hey, he could do those in 15 months, uh, he wanted John Jones twice and then Stipe once, and then he would be done in a free agent. The problem is like UFC's like three fights and what we're at the same public spot again. Um, yeah, they and you could be walking away with the belt again. They didn't want to talk about boxing at all, and so you 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 look at it that way, and like I can see why they didn't get to the right contract, right? Especially when it's not, it doesn't seem like it was about the money because it almost seemed like hey he was okay with the money side of things. It was more. That hey, um, there was these other concessions. That's what the mm-hmm. other thing was. So that's what I think is interesting. And the weird thing to me is that you could have done something with him in the boxing, just like they did with Connor, and you could have co-promoted it and taken a huge chunk out of it, and he'd still be there. And that probably would have gotten him over a lot of the things because he would have made so much in the boxing match. But to say that's uh, to just not even start with that when they used to have a boxing. Uh, you know, promotion underneath them, Zufa boxing. Mm-hmm. That's that's just ridiculous. It does. It does. It's not seem... like, yeah. And he didn't even say like John Jones said he wanted Deontay Wilder money. Deontay Wilder for his last fight against a nobody, Robert Hellenius, made twenty million dollars. Okay, he wasn't asking for that. Now he made like six hundred k for his last fight against Sirogan. Disclosed, well, right? Re- Disclosed. Yeah, yeah. Before pay per views and all that, but still, that's a huge difference. I don't think you would have had to get that close to that. But if you would have let him box and given him a little flexibility and just, you know, given a little bit, I don't think we'd be in this situation. Yeah, you could be right. So what do you think he does next? Of course I'm right, Jordan. Come on. (laughs) What do you think he does next? Oh, I really hope he boxes. I know Tyson Fury might be tied up, but I don't think that's uh, signed yet. So I'm hoping maybe he can squeeze in a fight with Tyson Fury before Fury fights uh, Alexander Usyk. But that's just a... What uh, about Wilder? Pie in the sky, I hope. Well, first I want him to go to the top because that's where the biggest money is. And I want him to be able to make the biggest money to show these guys, show the other UFC fighters that it can be done. So maybe we can see some more people doing different things later on. Wilder would also be great, but he doesn't bring as much star power as Fury, as much legitimacy. But the the power on power, oh my god! Now I get that it's it can ridiculous. be done. I just don't think it can be done by anybody, though, right? I mean, Francis right. is the baddest man on the planet, right? And not everyone yeah. is the baddest man on the planet. But hey, Nate Diaz is about to do it, and he didn't. He wasn't even near a belt. He's the baddest man on the two hundred nine. So I mean, there you go. So, <laughs> uh, 
Eddie, I actually, a, I'll say that to his brother. I thought, I thought the deal was going to get done. I thought that Francis leaving CAA, they're a you know a rival talent act, you know agency compared to Endeavor, mm-hmm. and I thought, and that was an issue. I thought that him leaving would be uh, would, would would that be like, hey, that's kind of an olive branch, and they were getting a little bit closer. So I'm a little yeah. bit surprised. But so Eddie, with all of this Francis Ngannou news leaving, what a consolation prize we have: John Jones versus Cyril Gunn. For the undisputed, we're gonna call it undisputed right now. We'll talk about what that well, really means. March in the UFC, it's 4th. undisputed. Yep, for the uh, UFC undisputed heavyweight championship, it is for the heavyweight championship of people that are still signed to the UFC. How excited are you for that matchup right there? It's hard to think about my excitement for that because my head just goes back to the fact that it's not Francis. But when I do think about it, it is a it is a cool matchup. Siragon moves really well. He moves like a like a middleweight. And he's like 250 pounds, so that's a pretty cool thing to see. But um, question is, will John be able to catch him and use his wrestling? Because, you know, we saw in his last fight, that's a big hole. John, like you said before, is working out with Henry Cejudo, so you got to think he's sharpening up his wrestling for this. Um, I, I just hope it's not boring. I know Gon can uh, kind of stay on the outside and kind of poke at you, poke at you until he finds an opening. So that can get kind of slow things down. And if John just starts to ground and pound, that can be kind of a, yeah, kind of fight too. But the idea of Jones winning a second title is what really excites me. Just the idea of it, not the actual matchup. Yeah, no, seeing John Jones back and, and hopefully the right, he's been doing it the right way all this time. I mean, been away for three years, right? Since, you know, since yeah. the questionable decision against Dominic Reyes that you saw from the second and row. Kind of, of stayed the out of trouble. And he stayed nah, a little bit. I mean, he he definitely, he's definitely got in some trouble over the last couple of years. Uh, but now, you know, it's been a little bit of time. But, I mean, I'm excited to see John Jones back there. John Jones is must-see. You have to see yeah. John Jones fight. And and seeing him, I mean, I, I'm going to be on a cruise, unfortunately. So I'm not. I, I sit here and tell you that uh, it's must-see. I'm going to be on a cruise. And I think, are you on the cruise that week, too? Uh, next week. Okay. I am on a cruise that day. I, I get on the boat that Saturday. Uh, oh, my God. So I am, I'm bummed that I'm not going to be able to see it. Can but, we uh, phone in a threat? I, I wish to make them hold it. Ooh, that, please don't say that. Uh, but it's going <laughs> to be good, and, and I'm obviously excited to see uh, Eddie. Now, this doesn't happen very often. You mentioned that, like, hey, this is the champion of the guys who still fight in the UFC. It's not very right. often that the best fighter in a division is not in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Francis Ngannou, clearly today, the baddest man on the planet. What has to happen for you to consider one of these guys? The undisputed best heavyweight alive. Best heavyweight in, in real, alive. In real, in in like heavyweight fighter, not 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 Tyson Fury or, but like MMA fighter, and not right, right. like, um, and in that like, and I don't want you to be like, well, he's got to fight Francis Ngannou. Well, that's that's off the table. I mean, do you yeah. see this? Does the winner is he automatically a paper champion, or I mean, if Cyril wins, maybe right because Definitely. he does have that line. But what if, what does John Jones have to do to win? And to be considered, hey, the best heavyweight in the world because he he very well it's could not be. So much what he does, but it's what Fran- what happens to Francis if Francis goes out and gets starched in boxing, which he would, and it just becomes like you know a meme, you know, just like his punch against uh, Alistair Overeem. If he goes out and gets starched like that, then it'll be hard to just visually think of him as the best heavyweight, even though you know what he did beforehand. And especially if John Jones has the belt, then you're like. Well, maybe he wouldn't have lasted. 
Yeah. It's tough because it's unfortunate because I would like to see who's better, John Jones or Francis mm-hmm. Ganu, because John Jones very easily, not very easily, but very well could be the best heavyweight in the world, right? I mean, we just don't know yet, so. Uh, just early, don't know what happens when his, he get, his chin gets touched by someone like Francis. Ooh. Uh, early prediction. Who wins Francis Ngannou, or sorry, uh, John Jones, Cyril Gunn? Oh, John Jones, third round, TKO, ground and pound. I, I think it's John Jones' decision. I, I, I wonder if John Jones is still yeah. a, uh, a decision guy. Now, what do you think Jones will look like aside from, you know, massive? Uh, tiny legs. Uh, no, I, th- I, think, I think he uh, did not ignore <laughs> leg day. So popsicle stick. He's gonna look big. Yeah, um, it's just, I really hope his yeah. calves are bigger. Yeah, I do those uh, leg kicks are not gonna do him any good at the heavyweight division. It's gonna be bad. Um, one thing, uh, Stipe chimed in. He tweeted oh, yeah. out after the uh, after it was announced, saying that he wants the winner in like the summer. And the first thing I thought was go away, mother. Just go away, Stipe. Mm. I was like, yes. Like we waited for you all year. You could have had this fight, Stipe. Yes. And I know there was you had some family issues towards the end of the year, but you could have had this fight long before then. Yeah. Well, I don't. Okay, I don't know exactly when things started off, so maybe that's the whole thing that held him up. I don't know. But you had your chance. Yeah. No, I agree. I want to see if anyone comes next. It should be Curtis Blades. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, I'm and excited. By the way, oh, real, real quick. Yeah. You think the PFL is going to take a huge run at Francis? Uh, I don't they've know. Got, let's let's talk about that. New pay-per-view yeah, let's model. let's save that for round two, um, because I'm not exactly on, sure what's going to happen there. I, I do want to hit. I want to hit just quickly. Uh, Sean Strickland. He came in late against uh, Kelvin Gastelum. He got a. It was a fine decision. Uh, he wins against who? Uh, look at it. Look sorry, at you. you just Kelvin forgot who Gasselin, was in there. He came in for Ga- Kelvin Gastelum for against, okay, against yeah. Nasruddin Imavov. Uh, Dan Ige. He looked real good. That KO. Uh, yeah. I mean, just put Damon Jackson out. Uh, the real guy I want to mention, though, Umar Nurmagomedov. That guy, uh, he Ooh. might be. A, I don't think this year, very well, that guy could be a champion by the end of next year. Yeah, he doesn't look like a bantamweight either. Oh, man, he is but, good. And you, you see Nurmagomedov and you expect wrestling, and he did. I don't think he took, a, took one shot. Yeah. Comes out with a finish with a, uh, a nice combination. And then you see how he immediately went to check on the guy once he realized that his uh, final shot was unnecessary. That was, that was sweet. Yeah. I'm, I am a yeah. Umar Nurmagomedov believer. Yeah. And did you see, oh, the funniest thing for that whole card, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. His fight wasn't funny. That dude's powerful. Yeah. You know, it's scary power. But his presser afterwards. He does not like Joaquin he, Buckley. He hates Joaquin Buckley. If you haven't seen his uh, press conference, uh, go back and watch it. Uh, don't watch it at work with the sound on because – there are so many F-bombs, we can't even try to put it on the air here. Yeah. But it was, it was amazing to watch. And um, oh, lastly, this guy, Charles Energy Johnson, he's a 5'9 flyweight, Jordan. How tall are you? Hey, I'm 5'11. I'm are you 5'9? Five 5'7. Five okay, well. I was like, what do you weigh? I, I, that's not, that's not, let's not go there. I probably weigh a good <laughs> 210, we'll say. Okay. Five nine one twenty six. He's like a flyweight John Jones, man. This is ridiculous. As a former LFA champ, he's another one to watch. He's a uh, he's pretty decent. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Eddie, that is the biggest news going. Francis Ngannou is a free agent, and John Jones versus uh, Cyril Gan. Cyril Gan. Guys, Oof. you're listening to Fight Night right here on one hundred four point nine The Horn, HornFM.com, and we will be right back. <laughs> It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. 
Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. The weekend still jam on What's Up With That? Ooh, wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh, wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? You, yeah. Woo, yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. And now it's time for some news, Jordan. No, Eddie, we got it. SNL is back this week. And wouldn't you know, do is you know it? the host? It what? is. It's I didn't know. January 21st, Aubrey Plaza. Now, if you know Aubrey Plaza from, from White Lotus, from White Lotus, from Parks and Rec, I love Aubrey Plaza. She's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. She is so deadpan sometimes. It's just ridiculous. You can't tell what's in her mind. She will be funny. But then the next week. She's like perfect Generation Z. Guess who is hosting on the 20th, the day before my birthday? The day before your birthday, someone that you are excited about, Zach Wilson. So, they're definitely not letting him host. Uh, <laughs> his, his last name is the same as my first name. Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, of course. So ah, MBJ, wait. I don't know, is Creed is coming Creed out right away? Coming yeah, is Creed coming out right now? I don't know. I know there's a Creed yeah. 3. Yeah. So... I didn't know we were that close to it. I'm excited. I love I love MBJ though. Cool. So Yeah. I got an ex who's uh still in love with him. So sometimes I'll text her random things just to uh let her know that uh he's unattainable. You're unattainable. That was, was the best she was gonna get, buddy. <laughs> well. Speaking of things that no one really wants, Jake Paul has signed with the PFL and has now agreed to box Tommy Fury again. What's up with that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Eddie. I'm actually not sure if this, and I don't actually think at all in general, is that this fight is not happening in the PFL. But Jake Paul, he signed a multi-fight contract with PFL, and he's going to compete in a new division known as the Super Fight Division. And they're going to have pay-per-view events. Uh, There's been no matchups lined up for this year. And he intends to fight in both boxing and MMA. Now, I don't know if the boxing side is going to be with PFL. Uh, there's no official time frame for Paul's debut yet. And even the PFL chairman is saying that it could wait until early next year. Uh, in the Super Fight Division, the fighters are expected to earn at least 50% of the pay-per-view revenue. Uh, the bouts will be on, for, for Jake, will be on ESPN and DAZN. Uh, but then yet again, so you wonder, like, did... Uh, the PFL go out and sign Jake Paul for the Superfight division because of Kayla Harrison's loss. Uh, maybe. And I also heard that um, maybe his last pay-per-view against Anderson Silva didn't, didn't sell very well at all. Well, So maybe Showtime is kind of done with him. Yeah. They think they've uh, milked everything they can out of that. So Maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe, maybe his boxing will go to PFL because it's not the professional MMA league. It's a professional fighters league. True. We'll we see what happens haven't seen anyone there, yeah. with uh, boxing gloves inside a cage, so that's kind of cool. Um, but the one thing you did mention is that he is fighting. Uh, he's boxing Tommy Fury. So that's Tyson Fury's brother. Uh, Supposedly. And we'll see if it happens. This, again. You know, they, they, obviously, they've done this multiple times. They said they're going to be fighting. Uh, it seems like Jake just can't. He can't quit. Jake can't quit Tommy Fury. That's the uh, that's the real truth here is that he's probably because he doesn't want real fighters. He doesn't want real boxers. He's, he's picked Tommy Fury because he's a celebrity from, like, Big Brother UK or Ooh, something like that. Don't say that. Don't say that. I, I listen to Joe Rogan go in at Dave Portnoy and tell him how Tommy Fury really is a boxer. So, First off, your first mistake is listen to Joe Rogan. And Dave Portnoy? 
Oh, uh, even worse. Um, but you know what? Let me go full on Joe Rogan for a second. Let me put on my tinfoil hat and just ask you a question. I'm just asking, Jordan. I'm just asking. Could this be part of an agreement where Tyson Fury agrees to fight Francis Ngannou under the PFL banner if Jake actually gets the Tommy fight back on? He's like, you, you finally put on the fight with my little brother. I'll fight for you guys under PFL against Francis Ngannou. What's up with that? Could it happen? There's my Roganish. There, there you go, right there. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. <laughs> At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Eddie, that was terrible. I told you I was going for Rogan. What do you think that meant? Oh, man, that was, that was terrible. But FYI, apparently uh, Jake Paul offered Nate Diaz a two-fight contract where they'd meet once in boxing and once in MMA, and Nate tweeted back at him with a Ryzen logo. You so, know my response, Eddie. I already gave it to you. That's hilarious. Oh, I've moved on. That's something different. Um, all right, Jordan. Bellator has announced its next eight-man tournament. What's up with that? Yeah, so last week, Bellator announced that they will kick off the Bellator Lightweight Grand Prix at Bellator 292 on March 10th in San Jose. Uh, Eddie, we're going to have Usman Nurmagomedov is going to defend his lightweight title against Benson Henderson in the first round. And the number two ranked fighter, Tofik Musayev, will face number four, Alexander Shabli. Uh, Alexander Shabli. Uh, I'm not sure when the other matchups will take place, but they have announced Mansoir Barnawi versus Sydney Outlaw. And, Eddie, probably one of the most anticipated matchups of the first round. Oh, yeah. Patricky Pitbull versus the newly signed, re-signed A.J. McKee. The homegrown fighter, A.J. McKee, staying with Bellator. He signed a new multi-fight contract. And uh, so he, I'm not sure how the brackets work. Like, I I can't imagine, though, that Bellator does not want A.J. McKee versus uh, Usman Nurmagomedov in the finals. That would be the best case scenario. So so I would guess that that's opposite sides of the bracket. They better be on opposite sides. Uh, quick question, Jordan. You think this is too many Grand Prix for Bellator? You think they're overdoing it? You know, they do about Are they one do a year. they each weight division? Well, I mean, eventually, right? I mean, that's, if they do that over, you know, a 10-year period, I mean, I guess I'm okay. I do like the idea of one, um, one Grand Prix a year in their, you know, most contested or most exciting division. Uh, I think I'm okay with one. All right. Well said. Patty Pimblett. Turns out will not be on the UFC 286 card in London. What's up with that? Yeah, so I mean, I, we had nothing had been announced, but we had hoped. Obviously, the UFC is going to London for a pay per view. You would think that Patty Pimblett would be on that fight card. Uh, right. There's some other insane fights that have been announced. Uh, at least just one insane fight uh, that I'm very jealous of. That's not going to be on the UFC Austin card or UFC San Antonio. But Patty revealed on his YouTube channel that he's going to undergo ankle surgery in March to repair some damage that he did uh, from his fight against Jared Gordon at UFC 282 back in December. He said that he thinks that the ankle injury came early in the fight uh, when a leg kick landed on Jared Gordon's shin. So I'm not sure when he's going to be back, but he's obviously not going to be back in fighting in March. Right. Well, you know, at least he'll be there making some noise. Maybe meet, uh, Meatball Patty's got to be. Meatball Molly's got to be on there, right? I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we discussed this a little bit last week. Well, maybe more than a little bit. And uh, we were both right. Dana White will not face any punishment from Endeavor 
for his uh, altercation with his wife in Mexico where you were. Uh, what's up with that? Yeah, so he was in Cabo and I was in Cancun. Those are on different uh, coasts. So just okay. make sure you don't try to like tie me to it. Uh, so well, Dana, Dana White talked to the media and he said, what, what do you want them to do? What, what do you want them to make me leave? You want to suspend me? For that hurts them more than it hurts me. This is my personal life and I have to deal with this. Come on. That's just that's garbage. You know what? I'm not even going to get into it. Rich guys get away with stuff all the time. It's yeah. not a surprise. All right, Andy. Let uh, me, get us let, with some new fights. I'm going to hit you with some new fights. All right. UFC 284 in Perth. Just a couple big ones. Uh, you got, well, just one big one I want to mention. Randy Brown versus Jack De La Maddalena. That's a good one. That guy's a good prospect. Uh, but UFC 286, Eddie. We know that uh, this official now, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman. But how about this banger in the co-main event? Rafael Faziv versus Justin Gaethje. I am so jealous that that's not the main event of UFC San Antonio. Uh, also in that fight card, you got Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill, Jai Herbert versus Ludovic Klein, uh, Leron, Leron, uh, Leron Murphy versus Nathaniel Wood. Uh, over in San Antonio, we now we got Alex Caceres versus Nate Landwehr, Manel Cape versus Alex Perez. Uh, we've got Lucas Alexander versus Steven Pat Peterson, Tucker Lutz versus Daniel Pineda, Trevin Giles versus Preston Parsons. Uh, they also mentioned uh, for UFC 27, Cynthia Calvillo. And over in the Bell Tour, we got Gegard Mousasi fighting Fabian Edwards. Uh, and then uh, I think that's really everything, Eddie. That's new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And you can follow me at Fight Night ATX or, or Nonstop MMA and Eddie at Eddie Experience 1E in the middle. Eddie, we've got a quadrilogy happening this Saturday night. Say we've, what? We've got a title fight between, gosh, the number two and the number seventh ranked light heavyweights in the world. A lot going oh. on. <laughs> Exciting times. Uh, and then you got some other bangers right there. Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Jessica Andrade versus Lauren Murphy. It's two UFC Ooh. 283 in Brazil. Shogun Hua. I, Shogun Hua on the prelims. This, this is his last fight. This is the, this is the final fight of Shogun Hua's uh, career. Also exciting. Uh, they could have put him on the main card, man. Well, I mean, you could have. Uh, you Come also on. got, I think you got, is this RoboCop? Is uh, is he fighting on this fight card as well? Oh, Gregory Rodriguez. Uh, he is, yeah. So Gregor, yeah. yeah, he fought. Remember, he fought Julian Marquez, and then he just he dominated uh, Chidi Nojikawani as well. Uh, but you One also got guys. Terrence McKinney, Shamil Abdurakimov, uh, Tego Moises. This is, I mean, not 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 the biggest names, right? But they got some fun fights, man. Guys that you know are gonna bring it. Eddie, I think you actually picked uh, Brandon Moreno would be the champion. At flyweight, so I know you're going for him. How about uh, how about light heavyweight? Do, do, what, how do you feel? You know, Jamal Hill, obviously, uh, sweet dreams out here is uh, is you know trying to make it happen. Uh, yeah, you know, Glover is the sentimental pick, but I have a bad feeling about for Glover. You know, 
he um, he finally won the belt, finally got to the top of the mountain, had that great fight where he lost it at the last moment. And I'm afraid that just that quickly his time will have passed just because of his age and just things catching up with him. Jamal Hill is not a man you play with. You know, he's only won three fights in a row, but they've all been performance of the nights, knockouts. Yeah, I mean, Tiago Santos... Uh, Johnny Walker, Jimmy Crute. These are all, yeah. you know, guys that his last loss is to Paul Craig. He did get, uh, he got TKO'd Paul Craig on, on the first fight of the night. Two guys he beat or fought are on this fight card as well. Uh, this yeah. is, this is good, right? I mean, this is a, uh, it's a matchup that like you're happy for Glover to go back and fight his, you know, could be his final fight as well mm-hmm. uh, in Brazil. In Brazil, yeah. But also, you know, a devastating way to go out, unfortunately. Yeah, I got a bad feeling about this one for Glover. Uh, all right, uh, so I think we're both picking Jamal Hill. Uh, and it just pays like, hey, man, you just wait. You hold your ground. And Glover ended up getting that title. We talked about this, you know, last month. Uh, what yeah. about uh, what about this this quadrilogy, Devison Figueredo versus the inter, uh, I was going to say the intercontinental champion, uh, the interim <laughs> champion, Brandon Moreno. Uh, is is Brandon Moreno going to get revenge? Is he going to get the belt back? I do think he gets the belt back. I hope it's not just because Davison Figueredo doesn't make weight. Because we know that's a definite possibility. But I think overall, Moreno's a better fighter. Figueredo just has more power. Do you think, what about the fact that like Brandon Moreno has had to like get up and, and move coaches and, and change where he is because of the whole James Krause situation? He moved to Fortis MMA, and now he's fighting with Saeed Saouf here in Dallas, right? So uh, a new mm-hmm. camp, new kind of, uh, what kind of changes is that? And what kind of impact do you think that has on Brandon Moreno? Well, it's not like he doesn't know who Figueredo is and what yep. he has. So maybe some new eyes will help him maybe see some new things. Um, I think it'll be a positive. Also, to not have that hanging over you when you're going to this fight, that's a good deal. And just to be away from it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I don't think that, yeah, that's nothing that's going to be in your mind while you're in the cage. Yeah, nothing at, on its own, right? Uh, I think yeah. you look at Gilbert Burns coming off that loss to... Uh, Hamzat in a fight that was really close. I think we had right up there with the fight of the year last year uh, mm-hmm. versus Neil Magny, who Neil Magny oh. did lose to uh, Shavkat previously, but he did beat Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, but just... that's Shavkat, and Shavkat's also one of my new guys. Oh, Shavkat. And Shavkat's he... the guy. Yeah, dude. He's scary. Um, so you can't fault Magny on that one. So this Burns Magny fight. That could be pretty good. Yeah, I think so. And obviously, Jessica Andrade versus Lauren Murphy. Uh, yeah. This is Houston's Lauren Murphy. There we go. There we go. I, I feel bad that Lauren Murphy's not Houston's Lauren Murphy. I don't think she's going to win this fight. But I think other. I think I think Brazil's yeah. Jessica Andrade. I think is going to win this fight. Yeah, I think if Lauren Murphy does win this fight, uh, she's got a good, good uh, shot at getting a rematch for the title. Yep. She says please, the first time. Please she, don't she says do the, that for us. She says the first time she wasn't ready for the moment. But now she's ready and she wants it. So I'm like, you know what? What else you got? Yeah, I, I don't love that. I, I I don't know what the excuse will be next time. Uh, Eddie, <laughs> we don't like <laughs> when legends are made to go out on. It's not like professional wrestling. We don't, we don't love when guys go out on their back. Right. I don't love this. I don't love Shogun Hua fighting guys that, A, don't have a Wikipedia page. It makes me feel like they're young. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. so this is not going to be great. I don't love this idea. And I'm guessing by his uh, last name, he might be a young Brazilian. Who knows? Fighting I, one of his idols. I don't love it. So yeah, it's, it's um, not going to be fun. It, it's not. Hey, did you skip over Paul Craig and Johnny Walker? I did. We talked about them before. That'll be a fun fight. I like Paul Craig. He's a good Scottish. Likes uh, 
uh, likes to wear, you know, paint his face. It reminds me of, you know, a young William Wallace. Hey, man, that one could steal the show. It definitely could. I mean, Paul Craig. You know, Johnny, uh, Johnny Walker, Walker by himself. Johnny Walker's a crazy person, especially when he doesn't yeah. fall, does that worm, and or gets knocked out and just falls on his head. Is that what Jamal <laughs> Hill did that to him? <laughs> was it? Oh, I think it was. That's sad. Um, oh, yeah. uh, of course, RoboCop. Yeah. Greg, Gregory Rodriguez. <laughs> so, he's a great one to uh, keep in mind. Yeah, you got to watch the prelims. Yeah. Tiago Moises against another guy with no Wikipedia page. There's a lot of uh, a lot of newbies on this card. Eddie, it's like I always tell you: you have to watch the prelims. Oh, There's some young guys that? here. That's me. That is my resolution. You know, 2023. It's the year of the prelims, guys. Thank you, you so that. much for listening. Uh, well, you, you check the tape. I'm, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. There's going to be no UFC next week, but I don't know if you saw this, Eddie. The next week, uh-huh. there's an Apex show. It starts at 1 in the morning. What? I don't know what. I don't know why, but it's a, it's in Vegas, and it starts at 1 in the morning. I will not be watching that one. But uh, but stay tuned, you guys. Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. The best week in professional wrestling is coming up. That's the Royal Rumble. And uh, we are proud to be the MMA Show of Texas. Tell your friends. Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again.